0: Hi, and welcome back to This Week in Voice, Episode 2 for Season 2. Today is Thursday, January 25th, 2018. We are very pleased to have as our guest on the show today, Katie Ernst. Katie, say hello.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: Good. Uh, thank you very much for setting the time aside uh, to be part of this with us. And I enjoyed getting to meet you last week at the Alexa conference. Same. <laughs> so Katie is founder and CEO of Select a Story. Katie, tell us what that is.
1: Okay. So Select a Story publishes um, interactive audiobooks. So think choose your own adventure books that you can talk to. For Amazon Alexa and um, Google Home eventually, although we're not there yet. And we also publish them in print and ebook version as well.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Publishing aspects, publishing uses of voice technology, I'm a big fan of, obviously. What you're doing is fantastic. We got to figure out a way to. Get you to digital book world this fall and and show off some of what you're doing and, uh, and obviously at the Alexa conference next year as well. Thank you very, very much for setting this time aside.
1: Oh, no. Thank you for having me.
0: And with that, let's get to the news. Story number one this week is the Alexa conference. It was a fantastic event, doubled the attendance over last year. Uh, which is hard to do considering it's in a new permanent home. You know, I've been part of many events in my life. Um, when you move an event and you establish it as a permanent home, that sort of resets things and you have to grow it all over again. Very pleased with the turnout, very pleased with how the event unfolded, very pleased with the camaraderie, the community, all all of it. We were just so fortunate uh, that it turned out the way it did. And I want to get into a little bit of it, but we have an announcement to make, and we've got a special, a special, special guest joining us, Brian Romley. Brian, say hello.
2: Hello, Bradley. How you doing?
0: Doing good, Brian. So thank you for setting a little bit of your time aside uh, just to pop on the podcast real quick, and you know both of us collaborate in making this announcement. You and I, uh, you and Score Publishing, will partner together on a new venture called Voice First Reviews. And it's going to be uh, at voicefirstreviews.com. We see a real problem. There's a problem in the marketplace uh, with voice technology, and that problem is discoverability. And to a lesser extent, there's a problem of vetting Alexa skills, Google Home applications, and various voice Applications, You know, there's no, yet. Yeah, sure, there's Amazon reviews or whatever, but uh, there's no uh, credible third party that's out there reviewing these things and getting the developers involved and shining a spotlight on the best of the many, 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 many voice applications getting created. So, Brian, you and I will partner together to produce short, we'll say, short reviews. Uh, in which the developer of the application can provide a recorded audio demo. And then you and I will talk through our take on the Alexa skill or the Google Home application or whatever. We will publish that as part of Voice First FM programming. We will append it either to This Week in Voice or the Voice First Roundtable or different shows. We'll have these Voice First reviews integrated probably at the end of certain episodes, but we will also have transcripts of these reviews posted to voicefirstreviews.com. And over time, we anticipate that this website will become a very valuable resource for users, but also it will become precious real estate for people who want to raise awareness of what they're doing.
2: Absolutely, Bradley. I I think it's a perfect time for this because we're approaching... Uh, so many skills that are out there. I mean, the, the number keeps changing. Uh, you know, you have to use international, but there's certainly enough out there where getting a firsthand presentation by the developer, I mean, I envision it, it where, whether it's the the entrepreneur, the founder, the, the tech lead, whoever, somebody's a spokesperson for the company comes on, gives you the basic elevator pitch for the um, skill and then gives you an interactive demo of it and does it in a concise way, usually around five minutes. And then I was kind of giving an overview, Um, not very verbose, which is hard for me, but, you know, a minute or two, trying to explain how we see it fitting in the marketplace. I think it's a very valuable thing. Not only hear why the developer is so excited, why they've dedicated their time uh, to build this, but, you know, maybe to actually hear what it sounds like. I mean, the biggest problem is, you know, when you're trying to figure out what to what to interact with, you don't really have a demo. And um, that might be coming, but, you know, there's nothing that's going to beat the actual creator of the, of the skill itself. So I'm excited. It's, you know, not a big thing. It's a side project for all of us, but it is, I think ultimately going to be a big thing in the market. I think it's going to really turn out to be um, a very valuable uh, resource.
0: Absolutely. It's a side project, but it's going to be a fun one. And so if you are listening to this episode, and you have an Alexa skill, you've got a Google Home Action, you've got some sort of voice application that you've done, reach out to us. We are going to be working really quickly and efficiently to put together an initial batch of reviews. Feel free to reach out to me. Uh, You can do it on Twitter. Uh, You can reach out to me via email. My email is bradley at scorepublishing.us. And let us hear from you, and uh, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get you on the docket.
2: Absolutely, and I, I encourage anybody with a skill or even something that, are, that they're working on right now. Uh, there's no uh, there's no downside to launching on this platform. Uh, I really see it as a possibility of being a launch platform for any of the major skills that are going to come down down the pike. We're going to give you exposure. We're going to give you feedback. Uh, I've been working in the voice sector uh, pretty much for thirty odd years, and uh, can give you some really uh, incredible insights on uh, on the skill even before we uh record between the two of us i think we can offer a lot of um uh sort of some consulting along the way but definitely uh exposure well the insight that people are going to
0: get from you is well worth any amount of money but from from my standpoint we're going to bring voice first fm into the equation and uh, really help uh, amplify uh, the message uh, that these skill developers want to get out there we're going to really um make it easy to get initial users and things of that nature when you're launching an Alexa skill and stuff like that. So, I've been in voice for about eight months, Brian, but I can still tell somebody (laughs) your Alexa skill is garbage. So does that help?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Certainly. But, you know, the the thing about it is we have a very activated community. And certainly from the Alexa conference, we saw the attendees there. Very active, very very, uh, in-focus community. And I think launching your skill and exposing your skill to this community first, uh, you're going to have a lot of influencers. You're going to have a lot of people that talk about it. A lot of people that cover other media. Uh, so it's a, it's a great way to get the exposure and it's unfiltered. You get to speak, you know, basically the, um, almost the entire time about why the skill is interesting. You can't get that from a static, you know, icon sitting at Amazon's website. So you're going to be able to really sell why we need to download or activate or invoke your skill.
0: Sure. Absolutely. It's going to be fun, Brian. Thank you for jumping on and, uh, to share in this moment, uh, it's going to be fun to kick this thing off, and we will be kicking it off in February. So uh, look for that.
2: Awesome. Thank you.
0: So, that is the news that we wanted to make on this episode uh, the launch of voicefirstreviews.com coming out of the Alexa conference. Uh, we have also included a great write up from Dave Kemp, uh, a future year who was in attendance at the conference. That's there to, to read, as well as our official summary. Katie, you and I met at the Alexa conference. We were so fortunate to have you there. Share with me your takeaways from the Alexa conference. Did you enjoy yourself? Um, tell me what you thought.
1: Oh my goodness. I had such a wonderful time. I mean, first of all, of course, I learned so much from all of the presenters that were there, but also the the biggest thing was just meeting all of the, the people. There are so many companies that are doing so many interesting and unique things with voice. And then also, just so many people like Dave Kemp, you're talking about, who, um, you know, he, he comes from a background of doing um, hearing uh, aid related things. And he sees the future where hearing aids are going to have voice first type technology integrated into, into the hearing aid. And it was just so fascinating to talk to so many different people about the different types of technologies and different types of domains that voice-first technology is really going to make a huge difference. So I really appreciated that.
0: One of the great things about conferences and the Alexa conference specifically for voice is that people don't realize all the implications for voice technology across all these different sectors. You can talk about it all day, but until you're hearing practitioners in different fields talk about Here's what voice technology is going to do for us in healthcare. Here's what voice technology is going to do for us in publishing. Here's what voice technology is going to do for us in marketing consumer goods. You know, it it just makes it so much more real. And it's fun to bring together subject matter experts. And one of my favorite talks was Katie McMahon of of SoundHound did a phenomenal job. I don't have any clue how they haven't been acquired uh, yet. (laughs) I'm I'm sure their day is coming. But oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just a very compelling demo of, of their technology. You know, the fireside chat with Brian uh, Robley, who was just joining us, was very insightful. Just a lot of great talks, uh, a lot of great panels. Very we pleased to have the Federal Trade Commission and Mark Eichhorn join us. Uh, that was eye-opening. Nice. So uh, yeah. we're looking forward to next year, and we hope that uh, you join us next year.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, I will definitely be there. I was so thankful to be there. echo everything you said, and um, I just really liked what Dave Kemp had to say about how context is king with voice, and that going forward, the thing that really stuck out to him in his write-up, and the thing that really stuck out to me there at the conference was when Katie McMahon demoed SoundHound, and it is just amazing what they can do. I mean, I I love Alexa and I also have you know a Google Home and I and I love Google Assistant but to be able to see her demo SoundHound and to show off how you can talk to it so naturally and y- y- you can say something it'll say something back to you and then you can speak back to it again in a very natural way and it understands the context of what you were talking about it would this might sound corny, but like it almost made me tear up because it was so impressive and it made me feel like, oh my gosh, this is the future.
0: Completely agree. Yeah. And, uh, it was just phenomenal to watch her demo that and, and show off the specificity of what, SoundHound's technology is able to do. And uh, and I'm also going to give a shout out to the crew from Voice XP. As people who listen to our podcast know, Voice XP has been the sponsor of Voice First FM for some time. We're pleased to announce that they are continuing that sponsorship with us. Uh, they're going to be the presenting sponsor of This Weekend in Voice and the Voice First Roundtable throughout uh, 2018. So we're very excited about that. But Bob and Mark Tucker and Bonnie Snyder and Matthew Mills, uh, you know, the whole Voice XP crew really represented that company well. Very enthusiastic in meeting people. They had a great session that they led and their Voice XP birthday party that was the uh, official entertainment of Friday night was really well done too. So all in all, just a great event. Super excited to, that it came off as well as it did. Super excited for next year too. So we want to touch on that. Here at the top of this week in voice, we will move on to story number two, which is my estimation, the main story of the week. Apple has announced a release date for the HomePod. So it's been the subject of ridicule. It's been the subject of bewilderment. It's been the subject of a lot of discussion on this week in voice. Another voice first FM shows the HomePod, which was released, which was announced back in June of 2017 did not come out in the Christmas season like was announced and no release date was announced until just this week, which is February the 9th. So my question for you, Katie, is number one, are you going to buy one of these as a voice technologist and entrepreneur? (laughs) Uh, And then number two is who is going to buy it?
1: Well, First, I just want to echo what you just said about Voice XP. I was really impressed by them. I was really impressed by everything that they're doing multimodally. And um, they were really awesome. And their their reception was great. So I just had to say that. But going to your question about the HomePod. Well, okay. So they're releasing on February 9th. And it's going to be $349. Now, I'm somebody that I own an Echo show. I own a couple Echo devices. I own a... Google Home, I I actually now also own like an Echo device that you can use in your car because I want to be able to use it on my long commute. And I can tell you that I will definitively not be buying a HomePod. And that actually really saddens me because I'm sitting here looking at my um, MacBook Air laptop and I'm sitting next to my iPhone. So this is not coming from somebody who is not an Apple devotee. In fact, it, it's coming from a place of being frustrated by them. But I've just been so disappointed with everything that Apple has been doing. I don't know what you think about that.
0: Oh, I think you know what I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, you know, Apple's tour of disappointment continues, you know, it, uh, and it would be different if Apple was not led by a supply chain CEO. So when I say a supply chain CEO, you need to understand what that means. That is an individual who whose entire career has been – defined by supply chain and logistics so forecasting demand and making sure there's no bottleneck in the supply chain you know no parts that you know we got all the parts here except this one so we can't build the thing you know stuff like that doesn't happen and so release dates get met uh and there's enough inventory and um it's just very disappointing and if you believe what apple has said you believe you know then you take them at their word that it they were having supply chain issues with it. There was announcements or news that came out that there wasn't going to be that many units at launch, and then it just ended up being delayed. Period. But then you get into the secondary part of the equation, which is the lack of vision for the product. So clearly, this is something that uh, you know they're continuing with this. This is a you know super duper music speaker. Thing. Oh, and by the way, it's got Siri now. You know, it, it, yeah. it's a they've, they've tacked that verbiage onto the box. Apparently, the three forty nine price point is a problem. Most people aren't going to are not going to spend that. The six months between June's announcement and December's missed release window. I mean, that's an eternity for how Amazon is moving. And so a lot of people have moved on, you know, I've been an Apple loyalist my whole life and I've just now recently sort of turned into this grumpy Apple hater, but uh, it's it is sad. It's sad what's going on with the company here. They are about to come out with a product that's $349. It's no one, that no one's going to buy. It's going to be an embarrassment. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be aspects of it that flat out don't work. They've already delayed airplay two to quote later this year. Uh, who knows what that means? So uh, yeah, i uh, it's not a real shining moment in Apple history going on here.
1: No, and I, I read an interview with Tim Cook today and he said, I wrote this down, so I got it right. Quote, we think one thing that was missing from the market was a quality audio experience. Music deserves that kind of quality as opposed to some kind of squeaky sound. And I feel like, number one, have you not experienced all of the offerings from other producers because like Sonos has good sound. And actually, you know, I have just the first generation Echo and, and the sound quality is not terrible. And also just the way he talks, you, you you get the impression that he thinks that these are just music playing devices and they're not just music playing devices. You know, they're something that really kind of changed the way that you interact with, you know, during your day. And I think to me, what's fascinating is that The reason that the iPhone—not the only reason, but one of the reasons—that the iPhone became so popular was because of their entire push, which was "there's an app for that," you know. And and I don't, you know, it was only a few years ago, although it seems a long, long time ago. But you know, there was a time when you couldn't get a lot of apps outside of the iPhone. You know, I, I remember when it was a really big deal when Instagram went over to Android and people were like losing their mind, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to delete it now because it's only an iPhone thing. And, and that's what really made a lot of people want to get an iPhone, which was that it had all of these apps. And yet now there are all these wonderful independently developed voice applications for Amazon Alexa and to a lesser extent, Google Home. And Apple is acting like that's a thing that they don't want to sully themselves with or get themselves dirty with and it seems bizarre to me
0: every time i hear tim cook speak he sounds like he's mentally checked out of the hotel you know what i mean like he's he's not real dialed in on a lot of this stuff but he is super dialed in on whatever political causes he cares about so perhaps we ought to get i'll just name some political you know the the Pope or Malala Yousafzai or Barack Obama or somebody to tell him that the voice is important and then maybe he would think that it would be. Uh, but, uh, for the, for the rest of the company, um, you know, we've got two people here, you know, we've got an entrepreneur who is forging a very interesting path in voice technology uh, as my guest right this moment. And then we've got myself, who's a longtime Apple, uh, enthusiast, I would say. And, uh, Somebody who's spent a whole lot of money buying Apple products, I'm not going to buy it to test it. I'm not going to buy it to use it. Uh, somebody else can go do that. Uh, I'm I'm out, uh, as they say on Shark Tank. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, and um, I have no doubt that we will continue to talk about it on this week in Voice as we see exactly what happens. Uh, moving on to story number three, this is sort of an interesting one. Alexa takes sides in the Super Bowl. So I. I get people texting me about voice stuff. They know about voice first FM people who have no, you know, stake in the industry. They're just sort of, uh, onlookers. And I got a lot of texts and a lot of emails about this, uh, before I had seen it in the news myself. So apparently uh, you ask Alexa who's going to win the Super Bowl and Alexa goes into this whole diatribe about how she's taken the Eagles. I don't disagree. I hope that the Eagles win actually, uh, <laughs> <Thank> but uh, <laughs> very, very interesting. And I think that this really shines an interesting light on the role that these voice assistants will play in our culture. I remember talking last year with Kathy Pearl on this week in voice, there was a news story in the conservative media, talking about how someone had asked uh, Alexa uh, if Jesus Christ was real, and Alexa's answer to that generated news. Uh, here we are again: somebody asking Alexa a uh, question of public interest, and it generates news. This is going to be new, this is going to be the way things go. Probably for the rest of our lives, people ask voice assistance questions and whatever it is that the device outputs uh, is going to be news. So, Katie, my question for you is, first of all, who's going to win the Super Bowl? You agree with Alexa Are the Eagles going to win or the Patriots. <laughs> win. And, but more importantly, what was your take on this? Did you uh, have any larger thoughts about this? Uh, how did this strike you?
1: Well, first of all, I should probably recuse myself because I live in Philadelphia, and so everyone that I work with is extremely excited about the Eagles being in the Super Bowl. I actually am a Saints fan, so I was hoping that they would be in the playoff games with the Eagles, but it didn't happen. So it is what it is. But as right, it
0: is, like a subject.
1: yes, it's a it's a it's a bit of a sore <laughs> subject. But uh, I'm 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 happy that the Eagles will be against the Patriots and. I just found it somewhat interesting that, you know, it's kind of going back to what you brought up about, you know, the question with Jesus. I mean, in a way you could say, Oh, this is once again, Alexa taking a controversial stance. On the other hand, I could view it as maybe they got a little bit smarter and yes, there are a lot of Patriots fans, but there are far more, and at least in my personal experience, not living in new England, um, Patriots haters. And so I think that Alexa took, the uh everyman's view on this whereas siri was like oh the patriots are gonna win because the odds say they will and uh i don't know i think i think alexa was pretty smart in what she said
0: yeah i do too and i think that it's just smart marketing from amazon standpoint just knowing that whoever it is that's curating these voice responses has got their finger on the pulse of this stuff because there's nothing that would make you feel stupider for buying an echo dot than asking Alexa a question like that—it's of immediate cultural relevance—and getting some answer back, like, "I don't know what the Super Bowl is, but let me pull that from the internet for you," or something. You know, it's—it's it's thoughtful. It shows the resources that Amazon is pouring into this, and I'm sure if you did it with Google Home, it would be something similar. It's encouraging uh, to to know that these companies are nailing the details. They're nailing the bigger stuff. Of course, the technology works great and all of that, but they're nailing some of these details too.
1: I totally agree with you.
0: We will move on to our fourth story of the week, which is our voicebot.ai story of the week. Proud to continue our partnership with voicebot.ai. Great news site. Check it out. The story is Google Home is outpacing Amazon Echo in search trends, both within the United States and abroad. If you read the article and over a time span of about the last 90 days. So I found this interesting for several reasons, the primary one being that it comes on the heels of CES. And the narrative out of CES, uh, separate from the conference had a flood and it had the power going out, uh, the main tech narrative was that Google is trading blow for blow with amazon now you know 2017 i think was defined by amazon sort of punching down at them because amazon just had such a such a lead in most areas uh, as far as that direct comparison was concerned but now here's google really being intentional about the way that they promote their product line and they promote google assistant and doing it with incredible volume buying up ads making news for how many ads they bought that's how many ads they bought it actually was news so the fact that we see this story from voicebot.ai, where Google Home is outpacing Amazon and Amazon Echo in people's search results, I think takes on a much more noteworthy aspect with that timing. So, Katie, my question for you is do you agree with that assessment? Do you think that Google has closed the gap to some significant degree? Or do you think that this is just sort of a red herring that most people are buying Amazon? Uh, echoes, and so they're just curious about Google Home, and that's why they're searching for it more. What do you think the takeaway here is?
1: So I love VoiceSpot.ai. I, I read them all the time, and but I have to say I have a little bit of a quibble with this particular story because the search terms that they used were Amazon Alexa and Amazon Echo, and then they also used Google Assistant and Google Home. And I thought that was kind of interesting because I know when I talk to people they'll I'll say oh, I'll talk about, you know, the Echo and they'll say I don't know anything about the Echo but I have an Alexa. And so I thought, you know, people don't even necessarily know that Alexa is Amazon even though they must have bought it there. I don't know how this happens. So I actually reran the numbers on Google where I used the search term Alexa versus the search term Amazon Alexa. And if you put in just the search term Alexa, it's 25 to 35% higher than Google Home. Um, And so it actually flips the, the analysis. Now it's possible that there are some people searching for their high school girlfriend who was named Alexa, But I have a feeling that the most people that were searching for Alexa meant Amazon Alexa. And so I think that the numbers that were quoted in this article may be a little bit skewed because people don't search Amazon Alexa, they just search Alexa. So I found that interesting.
0: Yeah, if you do search for Alexa, something I can tell you, and you'll appreciate this with your legal background, you know how many trademark how many people or organizations have a trademark on the word alexa just guess
1: oh i have no idea
0: somebody using the term alexa for this somebody using the term alexa for that there's 97
1: wow Mm -hmm.
0: don't ask me why i know that that's a long story you know it is possible that you're getting some crosstalk in the search results just from a narrative standpoint even if they were neck and neck that would be a win for google would it not
1: No, I agree. I mean, I think that Google is very up and coming. Obviously, Alexa had two years ago, 95% of the market share, and now they're under 70%. And and now Google Home is up to 25. So obviously, Google is growing. It is definitely something that people are very interested in. And there are some people that prefer Google, and there are some people that prefer Amazon. So I mean, it's, it's something that could go either way. But I don't know that it's so clear that Google searches are way outpacing. And even in the voicebot.ai story, they did acknowledge that obviously this is based on Google searches. So if you knew that Alexa was an Amazon product, you're probably going to Amazon to search for it. You're not going to Google. And so that is already kind of skewing your results. And then if you add in the fact that if people are searching and they don't know who Alexa is then they might just search the word Alexa. It, it kind of muddies the results to where it's not clear to me which one is kind of winning in the particular moment, although certainly at CES, Google made a huge splash and everybody's been talking about it. So you can't deny that.
0: Uh, I mean, it would be interesting to compare this, the results from the voicebot.ai article to the same exact search results run six months from now or maybe even run three months from now. Wow. Um, and see you know, what the delta is, if it's different, if it's the same, or what's going on. Agreed. Wanted to make sure we covered that as part of this week in voice. The last story that we just added a little while ago is that the Smart Voice Summit is next week, presented by Smartly.ai, very interesting group of folks. I am part of the conference. I'm looking forward to being part of the conference, but the main reason I'm looking forward to it is that uh, it'll be my... First opportunity to take my wife to Paris. So <laughs> well, we're, awesome. we're going to make a trip out of it. Uh, but um, the way that these folks have constructed this event, if you're anywhere in the neighborhood of the Smart Voice Summit, you really need to take a hard look at this. It's just tons and tons of expertise. Brett Kinsella from VoiceBot.ai will be speaking. Karen Kashansky will be speaking. A lot of really super smart folks. So I wanted to make sure I included information about that. Next week, we will have a wrap-up episode from the Smart Voice Summit, a special edition of This Week in Voice. Uh, so you can look forward to that. But I uh, wanted to make sure we mentioned that on the show. Katie, you'll have to go out to Paris and be part of this event at some point.
1: I wish. I love Paris, and I've been there a number of times. If you like, I guess if, if you haven't been there, uh, you will love it. Paris is a wonderful city. So congrats.
0: So, Katie, thank you very, very much for being part of this episode of This Week in Voice with us. It was a pleasure.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: For This Week in Voice, Episode 2, Season 2, thank you for listening, and until next time.